0: Join the conversation with the Morning Majlis, Pulse95. Join the conversation with the Morning Majlis, indeed. It was all travel and tourism yesterday. Such a good discussion that took place yesterday at the Sharjah International uh, Forum for Travel and Tourism. It was held at the Jawahar Reception and Convention Center, organized by Sharjah Tourism. I've got to tell the team. What a perfect location for an event. Mm. So ideal, so convenient, such a great location, great spot. And you drive past Ronnie's favorite landmark, which is...
1: House of Wisdom. House of Wisdom. Mm-hmm. And then it's,
0: it's the the <laughs> optimal tourism landmark here in the Emirates, for sure. Absolutely. So His Highness Sheikh Sultan bin Ahmed bin Sultan al-Qasimi, Deputy Ruler of Sharjah and Chairman of Sharjah Media Council, uh, officially inaugurated uh, the event uh, yesterday. And the big talking point was smart tourism.
1: Yeah, it was definitely. During the opening ceremony, uh, His Excellency Ahmed Bilhol Al-Falasi, the Minister of State for Entrepreneurship and Small and Medium Enterprises and also the Chairman of Emirates Tourism Council delivered a speech in which he stressed that the UAE tourism sector is definitely preparing for a new phase of progress that keeps pace with countries all around the world to further enhance Innovations in tourism and he also explained that smart tourism is one of the main drives of this growth which the UAE has definitely paved the way for through a strong digital infrastructure that it has made for itself. Um, the country the, the country is currently targeting training about 100,000 programmers through the national program for coders. That's going to be you know showing their skills and supporting them to establish their businesses here in the UAE, which definitely supports the tourism development uh, uh, as a whole. Uh, He also highlighted the UAE strategy to advance tourism, which is based on three axes, which includes developing domestic tourism, developing global tourism, and also developing the human factor and attracting more citizens to work in the tourism sector.
2: Yeah, a lot of exciting things happening in the tourism sector were highlighted in the Sharjah International Forum for Tourism and Travel. They discussed, for instance, how the United Arab Emirates and Sharjah in particular have been navigating the waters given the COVID-19 situation, how to adapt to this contingency, and they've had a number of prominent global specialists in the field of tourism to talk all about the specifics and details for effective ways to get back from the pandemic. And uh, according to the statement from uh, His Excellency Khaled Jasmal Medfa, Chairman of Sharjah Tourism, he said that tourism has had a huge impact on a global scale as it constitutes 10.4% of the global economy. He also said that we succeeded in adopting and implementing many of the effective ways to return from the pandemic, especially. In the tourism sector as well, and here in the Emirate of Sharjah, we're seeing a number of exciting tourism projects uh, in the works and also unveiled as well.
0: Yes, exactly. And uh, I caught up with uh, His Excellency Khaled Al-Midfa, uh, the Chairman of Sharjah Tourism and Com- Com- Sharjah Commerce and Tourism Development Authority, the SCTDA, to discuss the strategies. So this is our conversation yesterday at the forum you're you're mentioning and, and talking a little bit more about change and leadership in tourism and smart tourism what is the big buzzword smart tourism all about
3: we are very happy today to uh, launch uh, the 8th edition of the Sharjah International Travel and Tourism Forum and it comes at a very important time as well because the world has witnessed a lot of changes over the past 2 years and most of the industries were uh, suffered uh, and especially the tourism sector because it's uh, it's uh, it requires uh, air uh, traffic, it requires uh, transportation, it requires accessibility to airports, and uh, rules and regulations were really a barrier uh, for uh, travel and tourism in general around the world. And uh, having said that, the travel and tourism sector represents almost 10% of the world GDP. And it is very important. It's a vital sector that uh, provides people with a lot of job opportunities, with investors as well, a lot of business opportunities communities and community development in general. So it's a vital sector that we should always uh, that is never neglected and is always important to see now, today, to see what are the future uh, insights and outlook and the potential. Where does it lie? How have these changes shaped our future and changed our future and we have to be quick and agile. Uh, The agility is required and to be dynamic now is the number one priority because there are so many changes still even though we have a gradual come back to the normal life we still see a lot of changes happening around the world so we have to be quick. And Alhamdulillah, here in the United Arab Emirates, with the wise leadership uh, and less bureaucratic system, I would say, uh, we we were able to deal with the pandemic in a better way. With, the, of course, putting our hands with 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 the, the, the public, private sector, and the people. Mm-hmm. So we worked all together as one team to, to uh, overcome this.
0: Uh, and uh, well, how's the performance been in 2021? You know, we came up with the the, high, the, the, the Safe Charge initiative as yes. well, the Safe Hotels initiative that we talked about. Um, uh, what changes have we seen so far? See, in 2021, uh, the
3: United Arab Emirates uh, announced that it's the second uh, ranked number two around the world. Uh, after China in terms of hotel occupancy. And that was an achievement by itself. And uh, Sharjah as well uh, had the same percentage more or less. Uh, But the last quarter of 2021 is very promising. We see better results. We see better um, uh, uh, potential, higher potential, higher demand. Uh, Prices have gone up. Uh, The room rates, the room nights, uh, the occupancy levels are high. So all of these things are much better now.
0: Okay. Now, lastly, I want to talk to you a little bit more about National Day, your organising committee as well, uh, chairing that committee. Uh, what has been the biggest highlights uh, for you uh, over uh, the last 50 years for, for us as an Emirate as well? And, uh, you know, we've got 11-day festivities here in the Emirate as well. Yes, uh,
3: of course, this year is very special for us because we are celebrating the golden jubilee of the United Arab Emirates. And uh, yesterday, uh, we launched our fest- uh, festival, uh, the-, the Sharjah celebrations in uh, the city, beautiful city of Khorfakan in the amphitheater. It was really an amazing uh, event and amazing start uh, for uh, the festivals and the celebrations in Sharjah. And uh, as you mentioned, we have um, a very big uh, program uh, starting from from uh, yesterday, the 23rd of uh, November, until the 3rd of December, across 10 different cities and locations in Sharjah, with hundreds of different uh, national, uh, cultural, heritage, uh, everything that really uh, showcases and exposes our uh, unique, uh, authentic Arabian
0: Emirati culture well stay with us here in the morning Majlis. we shall return right after the sports headlines you were listening to this conversation with his excellency khalid jasim al-midfa Mitfa, is the chairman of the sharjah commerce tourism development authority up next we'll also be hearing from his excellency marwan bin jasim sarkal about the projects launched by Sharuk to promote tourism here in the united arab emirates and in sharjah in particular. Stay with us. This is The Morning Majlis, only on Pulse95.
2: The Morning Majlis. Talking the stories that are shaping headlines. This is is Pulse95. Sharjah's Investment and Development Authority, Shirook, has announced that the construction project of the Al Hira Beach project, which is worth 87 million dirhams, has marked 90% completion and is scheduled to open for visitors and beachgoers early next year. Now, Al-Hira Beach has launched in February of this year and stretches over a 3.5-kilometer distance across the shoreline overlooking the Arabian Gulf. And it is Shuruq's largest beach development project to date. As the first leisure destination in Al-Fisht area, the beach project aims to transform this family-friendly neighborhood in Sharjah City into a vibrant tourism Destination.
1: Definitely, it's a vibrant tour- tourist destination. Uh, the project it comprises of three main clusters with eight retail units in each one. Uh, so it features a promenade, a marina, cafes, restaurants, and the beach is actually the second project of its kind developed by Sharuk that aims to transform the site into a vibrant and fully serviced Corniche destination. Back in two thousand and. To 19, in fact, Shuruq had opened the, the Khorfakan beach, which is also uh, something that we're going to be uh, visiting tomorrow for, uh, for our uh, uh, live broadcast for the national holiday. Um, but looking other than that, um, the marina strategically overlooks the Arabian Gulf and is set to house more than 100 yachts and boats of different sizes and it is surrounded by a park and includes a marina clubhouse for the owners of the yachts and boats as well as their guests. And also the clubhouse features a host of facilities and services that provide a unique and holistic experience for members as well. Not only that, we're going to be seeing sports facilities and children's playing spaces uh, over there at Talheira Beach, carefully designed to align with Sharjah's plan to offer child and family friendly public spaces. It features 3,300. Um, miles of uh, jogging area and uh, cycling tracks as well, sports facilities and also a children's play area and has an expert team of lifeguards at the beach.
0: Oh, let, let's let's correct that a little bit. 3,300 meters. Imagine if you're 3,300 uh, Meters, miles. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> miles, 3,300 meters, Man, oh yeah. man. man. I'd man. like to run that for sure. I'd like to fly a plane <laughs> over it, but yeah, it'd be amazing. Yeah, 3,300 meters, three and a half kilometers, uh, or roughly, uh, of, of running track. You know, this is this is my hood. This is my, uh, my neighborhood, so the, I'm so pl- uh, proud to see this... Um, uh, this project is uh, you know, coming to, uh, to fruition at the moment. And uh, during the Travel and Tourism Forum, I caught up with uh, His Excellency Marwan Asarkal is the Executive Chairman of Sharuk And uh, we discussed in greater detail this project, as well as the strategic projects that they've launched in um, in Avaidh. When it comes to the safari park, as well as the Lux Hospitality Group in Khor Fakan. So we're going to be talking and uh, we're going to be hearing from His Excellency Morwana Sarkal up next here in the morning majlis. And uh, we shall return right after that. So this is the conversation uh, that uh, we had yesterday at the Sharjah Travel and Tourism Forum. Talk to us about the change and innovation in tourism
4: that you're going to be talking about at the session today. Uh, well, uh, first of all, it's great to, to see you again. Uh, we are so excited to be back uh, in the convention centers doing uh, exhibitions and talking about, uh, especially the tourism sector in Sharjah. Uh, I, I I can say that one thing that have, have happened uh, after the, uh, the COVID is how Sharjah was prepared for it. Uh, when it comes to the type of project that we have uh, came up with, if you noticed, uh, most of the projects that we have created with Misk Albadair, Misk Kingfisher, Misk The New Moon Retreat showed all the way how Sharjah created to differentiate itself from others creating those uh, experiences uh, where people want to be far away from the city and enjoy uh, the, the beautiful landscape the beautiful nature and also transforming Sharjah's identity with creating the Chedi al Beit. so I think what is innovative about it it's the approach that uh, Sharukh have chosen to take it to, to, to take its portfolio towards uh, a very uh, unique uh, pro- uh, positioning for Sharjah we are here in this exhibition, or this convention, uh, to tell more about how the future of, trans- of, of tourism is, is, is transforming. And we believe that cities and countries have to differentiate its offering, uh, have to provide everything for everyone in a different way. Uh, and it's not about being expensive or being cheap, it's about being different. Uh, and what we saw, for example, in Sharjah, by creating Malayh Archaeological Destination, or the or the, Noor Island or creating Al-Muntaza Water Park and our new development in Khorfakan and Kelba shows that we are not only focusing on Sharjah as a city, but we are focusing on different, uh, different cities within the Emirate of Sharjah.
0: You know, we talked about the projects in Sharjah. We love the Al Muntazah Beach that's been developing. Khorfakan Beach has also been evolving. Now we're looking at a new resort in Khorfakan. Yeah. Uh, talk to us about the idea of, of launching that and, and showcasing another brand over there.
4: Yeah, so in Khorfakan, we're actually developing two projects. One of them is called Al Jabal Retreat, which is basically a mountain village. Uh, and the idea of creating cabins on the mountains uh, rather than developing a huge development. We're only building 45 rooms. And here we have announced the operator will be Lux. Lux is the company. All the way from Singapore to the United Arab Emirates, it's the first property for them. On the other hand, we're also we noticed that there is a lack of a lot of lack of entertainment in the city of Khorfakan. So we uh, we're, we're developing a water park in Khorfakan. It's going to be the only water park in the east coast of UAE. And it's also going to have a very nice uh, hotel and a retail component. In Kelba, where we are positioning Kelba more of an ecotourism, where we have the Kingfisher Retreat, we're also developing a shopping mall there. So by the end, by the first quarter of uh, 2022, we're going to open a shopping mall, uh, which is developed co developed by Sharukh and Eagle Hills, which is going to be one of the shopping experiences in, in Kelba. We're also adding to it an 80 key hotel that's going to be uh, by an international brand. We're going to announce it also very soon, but there it is going to be a different positioning than the Kingfisher Retreat. So we have a differentiation between it. Also, we are developing an expansion for Al-Badair. al had a very good demand, so we're expanding the number of units yeah. there. Uh, so you would notice that we're trying to develop different projects. We're also adding uh, to the safari, compo- safari project in Sharjah a hospitality component, so we're going to create a safari experience that you can actually stay in a luxury uh, tent in the safari of Sharjah.
0: Well, stay with us here on the morning, Michaelis. We'll continue the discussions uh, on the program, and uh, up next, uh, up next, we have some musical entertainment, and we shall return right after that. Pulse ninety-five, Pulse 95. between local lines, notes from the emirate. Pulse. We're loving the world of travel, a conversation at <laughs> the moment. We are
1: talking about travel because we are talking about travel. We're and talking it's all about-, about the world, uh, you know, travel and tourism forum that took place. Yeah,
0: I mean, Vauxhall is a great place if you think about it. Very close to central London
2: as well, so that's a good. Oh goodness! I like this conversation. Like we're mapping out the city, figuring out where to stay. Exactly.
0: So we're asking all of you if you were to be traveling over the New Year's Eve holiday, where would you (laughs) like to be going? Some people say London, for example, very nice. Europe (laughs) at the moment is going through a bit of a a lockdown kind of a scenario.
1: London right now is a safe choice so far. Yeah, you never. you want to go over there.
0: Exactly. So, um, I don't know. I mean, we're asking you. reason is because, um, you know, we're all in this travel spirit. So if you are one of those who's very well acquainted with London and would like to suggest a place to stay for a nice hotel... Not too expensive, then text us because it might be useful for one of our listeners. They've texted in asking for a a holiday in London. I suggested, or Vauxhall, I suggested (laughs) North London. Shoreditch would be amazing for sure. I
1: suggested (laughs) Radisson Blue. (laughs) <laughs>
0: you suggested well, well before we name hotels. So, but we, I suggested oh, in London <laughs> in uh, well, Canary Wharf. You suggested, but yeah, it's mm. not it, that's not ideal. I mean, no. Canary Wharf very very businessy for sure. <laughs> but I know a lot of our friends uh, from the United Arab Emirates and even the Gulf region would yeah. La- say Knightsbridge and Chelsea, number one places of Mayfair. course.
1: Mayfair
0: makes no. sense. Mayfair is okay.
1: I, I Kensington would, and Chelsea potentially. But very expensive, right?
0: Yeah, very expensive. Little Hyde, bit. Park? <laughs> Hyde Park. Hyde Park. And Hyde Park's nice. Mm, what about say. Waterloo? Not too bad either. Okay. Not not too bad. Um, but why are we t- why are we talking about these different? Well, it's London specifically. Yes, it is a great place, of course. Uh, but we're also going to be talking about certain parts of the world that you haven't been to. Recently, Ukraine has been added to the list, and at and, and the Sharjah uh, Travel and Tourism Forum, we heard uh, from Ukraine's experience. They said, "Feel the heart of Ukraine beating." That was a session yesterday, and the speaker um, uh, yesterday was Mr. Skitchko Alexander Alexandrovich. He was uh, speaking yesterday and giving us an experience of Ukraine. He is from the, he's the head of the Cherkasy region. He was speaking to uh, Pulse95 yesterday during uh, the forum. And this is what he had to say. Because my big question to him was, was okay, you know, and it, it, it was slightly unfair of a question. I think he was taken against the wall by that question as well. Was a silly question. A silly question saying Eastern Europe is all the same. And he didn't like that That's question. T- yeah, yeah, But that is the perception. It is. You tell people it's I'm going stereotype. to Eastern Europe, and they think, oh, oh, why?
2: Uh, it's like cold and bleak. That's yeah. the the, the, mis- the
0: misconception. Yeah. yeah. And and he liked the question, whilst also being baffled by the question. <laughs> so this is the question to Mr. Alexander or Alexander about the Cherkasy region and Ukraine in general. And this is what he had to say. From discussing all things smart tourism and to talk to us about the Ukrainian experience we're going to be meeting with the head of the Cherkasy region. Thank you very much for joining us. Now talk to us about this big buzzword that they talk about smart tourism. What is this all about and what is the Ukrainian experience that we're sharing here at Charger? Uh, I think first of all
5: my aim today is uh, to tell you some words about Ukraine and about Cherkast, especially because uh, Ukraine is the biggest uh, country in Europe, but I would say that it's uh, a most uh, unexplored g- country also in Europe because we are only 30 years uh, of independence. We celebrated uh, this year. Uh, and. Uh, it's hard times uh, for tourism right now because of the pandemic, but nevertheless, this year we had uh, twice uh, the number of tourists from uh, United Arab Emirates, uh, even before pandemic times. So. Uh, it is possible because of the visa-free, uh, because of direct flights we have, and five hours you're traveling to Ukraine and you discover totally different country, totally different climate and uh, mentality and all that stuff. Uh, so uh, we're trying to develop not only tourism, but also a business like uh, the concession of the infrastructure projects uh, like airports, roads, ports, and all that stuff. And uh, it's hard to tell you about Ukraine uh, in different, in in some uh, sentences, but still. compared to the United Arab Emirates it's like to celebrate diversity, for example, to uh, come to Ukraine and see its beautiful hospitality, uh, cuisine, uh, sightseeing and all that mm. stuff.
0: So, you know, there's always a popular perception about Eastern Europe. They say that they're, they all look the same. They're going to be very similar in terms of the architecture, in terms of tourism offerings. Um, so what does Ukraine have to offer for travelers from the UAE? Why is it a very a special destination that is worth? first of all uh, our
5: travel agencies they propose uh, like all-inclusive stuff when you come to the airport uh, some uh, comfortable luxury buses take you and you have a week uh, tour for example and then you come also to the airport and you go back so you don't need to look for something you need you don't need to search or something like that this is the first clue the second one is of course nature because it's completely different By the way, we have uh, the biggest desert in uh, in Europe in Ukraine, but it's not like yours, for example. Uh, But uh, still, we have forests, we have rivers, we have very different cuisine, but it's uh, uh, very diverse. Uh, You need to try it to to understand. Uh, We, it's like. You know, a lot of tourists from Ukraine come to United Arab Emirates, to Dubai, to Sharjah, and we need to develop that stuff, and I hope that we'll develop that. Uh, But uh, the, the, the first issue that in five hours, traveling from Ukraine to Emirates, you're in a completely different zone, climate zone, you're in a completely different country. This is the uh, example for uh, Ukraine, for example. If you come from Emirates to Ukraine, Mm. five hours and you're in a completely different stuff. And it's uh, very hospitable. And nowadays Ukraine is a developing country and also it's very interesting for business. Uh, So I
1: uh, welcome everyone, the investors, to invest in Ukraine.